I don't know about you, but when I think about the simple life and what I want my life and my home to be about, my vision is of good for you, made from scratch food, people gathered around the table, enjoying meals together, working outside, playing in the dirt, and focusing on the things that really matter to me and my family. And that's kind of the romanticized version of it or the ideal version of it. But the reality can often be a messy house, piles of clutter, feeling like you're running from one thing to the next, and you're not necessarily enjoying the so-called simple life. On today's episode of the Pioneering Today podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you my tips and tricks and my blueprints, so to speak, on how I have managed to tame the clutter, get my house in order, and I've got strategies that set me up to keep it that way so that I do have more time to enjoy doing the things that are important to us and spending that time with my family instead of feeling overwhelmed or always having in the back of my mind that cloud or that to-do list. Now, don't get me wrong. We're always going to have a to-do list, but knowing that I've got all this stuff to deal with in my house and that it really needs to be clean, that if it's hanging over you like a black cloud or you know you just need to get to it, I'm going to share how I have been working on that and come up with some systems to eliminate that, at least for the most part, and share how you can do the exact same thing to get rid of the clutter and the overwhelm once and for all on your homestead. So let me welcome you to this edition, number 138 of the Pioneering Today podcast with me, your host, Melissa K. Norris, where we talk about and teach with old-fashioned skill sets and wisdom how to raise your own food, fill your pantry with mason jars, and cook from scratch with or without a full-on homestead. I am so happy to have you here with me today on this episode. I've had several of you guys have reached out and tell me you definitely needed some help getting the clutter piles tamed and maximizing the efficiency in your homestead. This is part two. So if you missed it on last week's episode, we talked about spring cleaning, including natural homemade cleaners. That was kind of the first part of this series. So if you missed that, which would be episode number 137, you want to go back and check that out. Now, everything that I'm going to be sharing and talking about on today's episode, you can always find in a full out written blog post on the website. You can grab that at melissaknorris.com slash 138 because this is episode number 138 or simply hit that podcast button. It's on the top menu bar of the website and you will find all of our past episodes listed for you in chronological order so you can always go back and listen to them. So at the time of this recording, we are about mid-April, which means I've only got about four weeks before we really start to ramp up and the garden is going to be getting planted. All of the seedlings that I've got hanging out in the corner of my living room right now under our grow light, those are going to be going out and we're going to get a lot busier with our outside chores as we move into 
the big part of the year because we raise a lot of our own food. We raise 100% of our own meat here on our homestead and about 50 to 60% of our own vegetables and fruit. And I mean enough that we don't ever have to buy those items from the store. We're able to raise them fresh and then harvest and preserve them to take us full a, a full through, excuse me, a full year. So coming up, our life gets really, really busy, but the day-to-day stuff in your home doesn't really matter if it's a busy or a low season. It still has to be maintained and taken care of. And if you've ever felt like you will devote a whole day, maybe a weekend to really getting your house in ship shape order, everything is clean. And in just a week, sometimes it feels like a few days, but in a very short period of time, You can't even tell that you cleaned it and you feel like you're constantly battling to keep everything clean and picked up, then I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. You kind of feel like every room in your house needs to be redone or needs to have some major cleaning on it. I'm going to help you out there too. Everything that I'm going to be sharing can be applied to room by room by room today. But if you've got multiple rooms that need to have some attention done to them, this is a strategy that I used when I was first attacking our home. And that is to pick one room or one area. Like I said, if you feel like every room in your house needs some attention, that can feel really overwhelming and you're going to lose heart or not even want to begin and you haven't even started yet. Choose the area that you use the most and is most critical to your way of life. So let me break that down a little bit. For me, the kitchen is the room that anyone and everyone sees when they enter our house. It's where I spend the most time. We pretty much make everything from scratch, talking breakfasts, packing lunches, preserving the harvest in the summer and the fall. And I film a good portion of the videos for the Pioneering Today Academy members, as well as the live podcast episodes that I do on our Facebook Lives. Almost all of that goes down in the kitchen. My office, where I work on the podcast and the blog and writing the books and all that fun stuff, is also in the kitchen. So when my kitchen is in a constant state of disarray, I tend to procrastinate or I put off wanting to get to cooking. If I have to clean up a mess before I even start making a mess, aka cooking, because when you're cooking from scratch, you are going to have bowls out and things on the counter. You're going to be making a mess as you're cooking. So if I've already got a mess that needs to be cleaned up before I can even start cooking, I am not going to look forward to it and I'm going to put it off in the likelihood of using meals or items that aren't really what I want to be feeding my family, but doing so for the ease of convenience is more likely to happen. Not to mention, I don't want to feel tense or embarrassed or not want to have people just drop by my house unexpected or have people over because I don't feel like things are picked up and I don't want anybody to see it. That is not what I want for my life. I want to be able to open the door, hand somebody a mason jar full of tea, kombucha, coffee, whatever your drink and pleasure, and just soak and relax in their company. 
Some of you might be thinking, well, you can do that no matter what your house looks like. It's about the people and it's about the relationships. And that is true. It's not necessarily about the condition of your house. But I'm going to be totally honest. If my house is messy, it does bother me. Now, I'm not talking about picture perfect. It looks like it should be long, you know, in a magazine or on a Pinterest feed or anything like that. But I don't want it to be dirty and just a complete mess. I want it to be fairly picked up and tidy. Perfectionism is not what we're talking about here. Not what I'm talking about. So I say first is to pick your place based upon how often you're in that spot and how much easier your life would be if that spot or if that area was functioning ideally or close to ideally. Now, for some of you, that might not be your kitchen, but it may be your closet and your clothes. If that's in a complete mess, you can never find anything that fits or it's taking you a long time to get ready in the morning, then you might want to go through your closet area and pick that spot first. So it's going to vary for all of us. But I started with the kitchen first, and that was my main reason why, as I just gave you there. So you pick your place, and you've got your room, because usually that place is in a room. Sometimes it's a whole room. Sometimes it's just a spot in that room, for instance, a closet in a bedroom. But when you're first beginning, pick an area. If it's in the kitchen, when I first started in the kitchen was making sure all of the countertops were cleared off. It may be picking a set of bottom cupboards on one half of the kitchen, a set of top cupboards. Maybe it's just the spice cabinet. But you get the picture. You're going to pick a spot and you're going to attack it first. Now, if you've got a day or a weekend to devote to doing an entire room, that is fabulous. And you go, girlfriend or boyfriend, and get that done. But we don't always have a huge block of time to devote to doing this. So we're going to kind of do baby steps too, if you need to. And that's where you're going to just pick a specific area in that room and get that done first and then move on into the other area in the room until eventually you have the entire room done. Now, when we're diving deep into the kitchen, if you have not listened to it, you're going to want to check out episode number 129. And that's where I go really in depth and giving you seven tips, how we organized and you can build your homestead food storage and kitchen up. And I've got videos for you and pictures on how we did that here. But I'm going to give you a quick recap here in case you haven't listened to that episode. But my rule, and it doesn't matter if it's in the kitchen, if it's in the bathroom, kids' room, our room, living room, wherever it's going to be, laundry room, is to take everything off and or out. So if it's within a cupboard or drawer, everything comes out. Countertop, shelf, everything comes out totally clear the space. I mean, blank, like it's a empty house that someone's going to be moving into in that specific area. Wipe everything down. Give it a good scrubbing. You're going to be one of using our natural and homemade cleaners from last week's episode, but get that all cleaned up. Then I want you to evaluate every single piece before you put it back. If we're talking your dresser drawers, your hanging closet shoes, laundry room, doesn't matter what it is. I really want you to evaluate every single piece. Don't just put it back because you've always had it or it goes there. Some of my criteria is does it get used daily or weekly? If so, then that's a yes. We're going to keep it. 
Can another item be used instead of this item? This really applies to the kitchen, but it applies in all areas of the house. So if you've got something else that will do the job, you don't necessarily need two things. So eliminate wherever possible because the less stuff that we have, the easier it is to keep it clean and to keep it organized. This tip that I've shared before, this I got from Kathy Lip, and I'm going to be referencing her in several of my tips today too, to be exact, on the podcast episode. But if this item were to break today, would you go out and immediately buy it again to replace it? If the answer is no, that you'd wait a while or no, not really, I don't really like it that much anymore, I don't really use it enough, then don't keep it. Get rid of that bad boy. This works with your clothes too. If you wouldn't immediately go out and buy that place to, you know, buy that clothing item if it gets ripped or damaged beyond repair, mm, then maybe it doesn't belong in your closet anymore. Also, it may be something that you do need to keep and you do want to keep, but does it belong in this spot and does it make the most sense to keep it here? And my fourth tip is everything that you keep that goes back into that spot or that area must have a designated home and space. And this is so key and so critical to long-term success. Okay, so based on that criteria and the room that you picked and the area in the room that you picked, that's how I go through what stays in those areas. And like I said, for more in-depth tips, especially on pantry and cupboards, go back to that episode number 129. Okay, we're moving along. You've done it. You got the area decluttered. Life is good. Your house is going to be perfect from here on out. You've got it all shiny and in order. Um, oftentimes, this is the case for a day or two especially when we haven't really dove in with those above steps, like I said. And sometimes we just kind of tidy up and we'll just shift everything into one neat pile instead of having it all strewn out. But if it doesn't have a true space, and that means the countertops are clear, the desk is clear, if things don't really have a home very, very quickly, it goes back to the same state it was in. So if you found that with you, then you're going to want to list it up. Clutter is a magnet for more clutter. We need to have a system that keeps counters and surfaces clear of anything that doesn't belong there for lasting change. These are my rules that I use for keeping my kitchen decluttered and tidy. Number one, the sink must always be empty. No piling up of dirty dishes. This is especially true for me with the supper dishes. I used to let the main pots and pans, casserole dishes, whatever, soak overnight because by the time we got done, I got done with cooking dinner, eating dinner, and then getting any leftovers put away and up into the fridge, I was tired and I didn't want to deal with cleaning the pots or pans. And we always usually had the plates cleared and silver and that type of thing. But when it came to the pots and pans, I was tired. I didn't want to deal with them. So a lot of times what I would do was fill them with some soapy water and just let them sit in the sink and soak overnight. And then, you know, I'd get to them in the morning. But I would wake up in the morning and you've got dirty dishes. So you're waking up to an already dirty kitchen 
And so you're just piling on the work from the day before now onto this day. And so it's really hard to keep up or get ahead. And even though I was letting those pans sit and soak with water and soap in them overnight, it's that water and soap is turning cold, right? It took a lot longer to scrub those pots and pans or dishes clean in the morning than if I had just washed them out the night before, before the food has a chance to stick to it. And remember our magnet rule, one dirty dish easily becomes five or 10, it seems. I found that if I just wash the dishes out at night, they wash out much quicker and then it's done and my kitchen just naturally is staying cleaner. My tip number two, clean dishes do not sit in the dishwasher. As soon as the dishwasher is ran, and yes, this homestead kitchen mama, I use a dishwasher for everything except I don't use the dishwasher for my pots and pans and of course my cast iron skillet. Cast iron will never, ever, ever, ever go in the dishwasher. But I do wash out my pots and my pans mainly because I don't run the dishwasher until it's completely full. And I've got three different sizes of my pots and pans. And because I'm cooking pretty much every day and making things from scratch, I need those pots and pans before the dishwasher is going to be full of dirty dishes and ran. So as soon as that dishwasher is full and ran, it is emptied out and all of the clean dishes get put up and in their spot. So anybody knows if you're opening that dishwasher, they're all dirty. Third, anything on the counter or kitchen table that doesn't belong there has to be cleared and put up before bedtime. This is going to make doing a quick wipe down of your cupboards, countertops, and your tables really easy and quick, but it also keeps you accountable. If you don't have a place for an item that is sitting out, you need to create a space for it or decide if you should be keeping it. And this was really key with my home office. I thought that I had really done this decluttering with my home office that I had folders set up and systems in place for mail and work and homework and all of that type of thing. But I was finding that it was quickly piling back up again with piles. And so I needed to come up with a different system. My system that I thought I had in place wasn't working. And this is where if you do this every single night, that's going to let you evaluate if what you've put into place and everything in its place, if that's really true and if it's really working. So if you find that you've kind of got the same type of thing as piling up or being set in the same place and it doesn't really belong there, you know, day in and day in and day in, then you might need to look at creating a different place for that to go. So for example, ours was the mail. The mail would come in and I would set it down and it really wasn't getting dealt with. And then I was just having a pile of mail or I would open it, but I would have piles of things that needed to be dealt with, but I couldn't deal with them right at that moment. Then pretty soon they were just becoming a pile. So then I made folders where I put anything that has to do with the kids. So permission slips, 
um, information for their sports, homework, that type of thing, all goes into a folder so I can easily just grab it and access it when I need to. Then I have a folder for our personal mail and bills. So I set a day of the week. Everything just goes in there. And then I have one day a week where I sit down and I will write out or pay them, make sure if it's something I'm doing automated online banking, that that gets done and scheduled. If I need to mail it in, that gets done, that type of thing. Instead of just leaving them in little piles for me to deal with when I can get to it, they needed to have a system. Now, I got a confession to make. I don't always feel like sticking to these rules. At the end of a long day, especially during sports season when my kids are in sports and we just rolled in from one of our kids' games, the last thing that I want to do at 8 o'clock at night when I have been up since at least 6 a.m. in the morning is stand at the sink and wash out supper dishes and dry and put them away. But... I'm going to let you in on a little secret. And ever since I discovered this and I started applying this, and this works for pretty much all aspects of your life, exercise, doing anything that we try to talk ourselves out of or we're kind of dragging our feet to get us to do it or to finish it. Now, this is advice. I said I was going to be referencing Kathy Lip. She's the author and the host of the Clutter Free Podcast. And this was a tip that I gleaned from Kathy as well. Because I got to give credit where credit is due. But this is what I ask myself. Will my morning or afternoon or evening self be happy with this choice? Okay, let me break it down a little bit. While I might not feel like washing the dishes in the evening, I know that my morning me or my morning self is going to be oh so happy that my evening me spent those 10 minutes to finish cleaning up the kitchen and to doing those dishes because it's going to take me longer to do them in the morning because that food has set there and it just doesn't wash out as easily. And then it kind of sets the day, the tone for the day that I've already got all these dishes to do instead of just diving into that day's work. Now, when it comes to exercising, my morning self might not really want to get her sweat on with a workout. And really, this is true for me almost every morning. I am not one of those people who enjoy working out. I enjoy when the workout is done and is finished. I'm always glad that I did it. But I'm never happy to start. And that's just the honest to goodness truth. But my evening self, and not to mention the years down the road self, is going to be glad that I did it because I sleep so much better, you guys, if I get a good sweaty workout in. And I've also noticed that if I do a workout in the earlier part of the day, it really does help me to focus and I'm able to get more of the stuff done that I need to get done. And it also, I don't know if it's a subconscious thing or if there's science behind this, but honestly, it makes me make better food choices. I think because I don't want to, I'm like, I put all this work in and it's sweated. I don't want to undo that. And so it just naturally helps me make better food choices for myself. So there's multiple reasons. Plus, I want to be able to be living this homestead life. 
I want to be able to be active. I need to be able to lift those hay bales. I need to be able to do all of this stuff, you know, the squatting and standing and packing bales of water, bales of water, goodness gracious, bales of hay, buckets of water, you know, uh, large amounts of feed. I want to be able to be spry and to be able to enjoy physically working on their homestead because I do enjoy it. I enjoy the fruits of our labor and being out there and doing it. And I don't want to lose any of the mobility that I have now or the muscle strength as we age because we're all are aging. So it really is important for me that I keep exercising and I don't go backwards. So you see how that works? By putting how am I going to feel about this decision in the future, it really makes me evaluate it and makes me get it done. Like I said, to keep your places clutter-free, you need to come up with some strategies. So you just saw my kitchen strategy, but what about the other rooms and other things in your life? So the list that I'm going to share with you right now and this information and also this podcast episode is brought to you by my book, my newest book, Handmade, The Modern Guide to Made from Scratch Living, specifically page 190. Back in the pioneer days, each day of the week was set to a certain task. We had Monday was wash day, Tuesday ironing day, Wednesday mending day, Thursday market day, Friday cleaning day, Saturday baking day, Sunday church and rest day. Now, thankfully, it doesn't take us a full day to do laundry anymore, unless you're super duper far behind. And I don't need a full day to iron. Honestly, you guys, I probably only iron like, I don't know, four times a year, if I'm being honest. I do not iron very often. But scheduling things for certain days or even certain times of the day ensures that it gets done and it keeps your life and homestead running smoothly. I honestly find that it's much easier if I stay on top of things and do a little bit each day, then let it get out of hand and then have to have this huge looming project over my head. With laundry, for example, I do one load of laundry every day. Now we're a family of four. Usually bath towels, we will use more than once. We will use them to dry off with and then hang them up and then use them again. So they usually get used at least twice. With our pants, like jeans, those usually will get worn twice unless they really are dirty. I mean, there's sometimes when you are out working and they just get filthy dirty and they're going to be washed that day. But for the most part, if they don't look really dirty, we're going to wear our pants twice. But I usually need to do one load of laundry every day. So in the morning, I put a load into the washing machine. If weather permits, it's going to get hung on the line as soon as it's done. If I'm using the dryer, then in it goes. The afternoon is when that load gets folded and put away. There are no piles of clean clothes allowed on the surface in the house. So we're not going to do the laundry and dry it and then just shove it on the couch or where, I don't know, wherever you may put your laundry or wherever you're folding it and let that pile up. This way, I am never behind on laundry and I don't have piles of dirty laundry in rooms that I kind of have to cringe of when I walk by or kind of have hanging over my head like, oh man, I really got to get to that. This also ensures that if something happens where we are really busy or somebody gets sick or just something happens that I can't get to laundry that day, 
I don't have this huge pileup. It's really easy if you do have to do two loads of laundry to then get them done the next day and get caught up. But that way we've pretty much always got clean clothes. And if something happens, then I can quickly get caught up. When I was working my day job, I didn't have time to do a full load of laundry. And I'm talking about laundry wash, dried, folded, and put away all in one setting. But I did have time to put it in in the morning to get it washed and dried, either put it in the dryer and let the dryer dry them or to get it hung out so that it could dry all day long on the line. So I would do that in the morning before I would leave for work. And then when the kids got home from school and my and my husband would get home from work, then they would be folded and put away. And I've stuck to this routine, even though now I'm working from home, I still do my load of laundry in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we fold and put it away. Same deal with the dishes, like I kind of already shared with you. They're getting done every day or going into the dishwasher until it's a full load to be washed and then immediately put away. I do designate certain things to days of the week. So looking at that old pioneer or the old fashioned kind of how they had that set up, market day is Friday for me. So I actually try to keep where we only go grocery shopping one or two times a month, but I try to do them on Fridays because if you have ever tried to go shopping, oh my goodness, on the weekend, a lot of people do their shopping on the weekend. The stores are crowded. It's harder to find a parking spot. And I like our weekends because that's when my husband is off from his job and we can really be together as a full family. I don't like to be shopping on the weekends if at all possible. I, so I try to get my shoppings done on Fridays because Monday through Thursday, I am working. The majority of our main meal prep and baking for the week, I do on Saturday. As I've shared, almost all of our meals are from scratch. So this means muffins, our bread, waffles, pancakes, snacks, all of those things are baked on Saturday so that we're ready to go for the coming week. And Saturday also tends to be my deeper cleaning day. That's when we're cleaning the bathroom, you know, the toilets, the sinks, the mirrors, doing dusting. And then also I alternate and will wash the sheets on the beds on Saturday. So every Saturday I will do a load of sheets and then I just alternate through through the different bedrooms. If you're like me and you like to have a room by room plan and everything written out for you, I have a room by room decluttering and organization plan as well as a full on chapter on simplifying with great depression tips that I love that we can apply when we're really trying to get down to the basics and getting organized and simplifying our homes and routines. And you can get your copy. All of that is included in Handmade, The Modern Guide to Made from Scratch Living. If you already have a copy of the book, thank you so much. And I would love it if you would be so kind as to leave a review on Amazon. So Amazon will show the book to more people based on the number of reviews that it has. So if you have found this podcast to be helpful or you found the book to be helpful and homesteaders are just, we're just helpful people, right? And we want to get more and more people finding the information that we find helpful because we know it's going to help them too. So by leaving a review, that totally helps me and helps others to find this information. So I thank you so much. 
And also, if you already have your copy of the book, but you have not gotten your bonus goodies, you're going to want to go head over to handmethebook.com and grab your bonuses. You guys, I've got a ton of bonuses there for you that are going to help you out, and you're going to want to make sure that you grab those goodies. For our verse of the week, we are in Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, sometimes when we are getting into the cleaning and getting into the grind of just our daily housework or we're working on a project like decluttering and getting organized and all of that, we can kind of get a little bit grumpy, or at least I can, especially when it starts to feel kind of like drudgery and that you're doing it all the time. Like, is there ever an end to these dishes? I do dishes every single day and they always just keep getting dirty again. Same thing with our clothes. But if we focus on that part, on the negative part, then that tends to magnify and makes it so much harder and the grumpier we get, the more resentful we become and then we don't want to do it or we're lashing out and being unkind and impatient with our family members. Instead, if I focus on the fact that that means we have clothes to wear and more than enough, we have enough clothes that we can wash the dirty clothes and we still have clean clothes to wear. Those dirty dishes, that means my family ate and they ate well. And if I'm cleaning pots and pans, it means I got to cook it myself, which means my family is eating healthier. They're not eating processed things and takeout things and commercial things. I know that they are eating good and wholesome food that's going to nourish their body. And I know that it's helping to keep our finances where I want them to be because cooking from scratch definitely is an area that we're able to save money on our grocery bill. And I am lucky enough that I've got running water, right? I get to just flip a switch and water comes out, hot water at that, into my sink. I'm not having to heat it over a stove. It is just right there. I'm not having to pack buckets of water into my house. Because bottom line, what we think about, the way we think about it, determines our happiness. And I really feel that 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 verse encapsulates all of that from Philippians. And if when we start to think those negative ways are getting kind of grumpy, if we just flip it and see the good in it, that makes keeping our homes tidy and our attitude in our homes so much more pleasant. And I know that that's the goal for all of us, right? We all want our homes to be filled with kindness and patience and to be a place that everybody wants to be in. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Pioneering Today podcast. I value your time. I know how important and how little of our time we can feel like we have. So I'm always honored when you spend it with me. And we will be back here next week on the Pioneering Today podcast. And you guys, you guys, you guys, I have a very special homesteading project that's going to be coming up very, very soon that you are going to be hearing about. And I can't wait. We're going to be starting that next week. So 
Bye for now, but you are going to want to make sure that you tune in next Friday.